This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Magnificent Football Monday, Nick and Ken, hour number two here with you on the Beck Hewell Network. And it's great to be simulcast by the studs over at Stadium for the next two hours here on this Monday. So to our audience watching on Stadium, we very much appreciate you. And we've got great sports betting conversation coming your way. We are going to continue talking about week number eight in the National Football League, our early thoughts, our early bets, our early handicaps for all the games. That's going to be the next two hours of the show. We'll also have an interview with our friend Drew Densick, the whale capper, NBC Sports betting analyst. Drew will give us his thoughts on week eight and his bets for Monday Night Football tonight with the 49ers and the Vikings. In the final hour of today's show from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time, Ken and I will give you all our bets for tonight. One game tonight in the National Hockey League, the Sabres and the Canadiens and hashtag bets of steel. Uh, Ken, as Santa Locky, will tell you how to bet the national championship market in college football in day one of Lochmas. And, of course, side total and props for Monday Night Football with the San Francisco 49ers visiting the Minnesota Vikings. But for now, we continue our conversation, Ken, a week number eight in the NFL. Jake, please bring the music back up here. And we went to break talking about the Cowboys and the Rams in Dallas, where the Cowboys are a six-and-a-half-point home favorite right now. And, Ken, you had said... Like, no decision to be made here, basically. If this goes up to seven, you'll bet the Rams immediately. Now, we want to make sure Matthew Stafford's good. Maybe speculating that maybe, like, betters know something about Stafford's health. Um, this was five and a half and jumped to six and a half um, before the show today. Uh, if if we're just going to be here at six and a half, do you think you'd be interested in the Rams? Because I think I will be. If we get towards the end of the week, this is the number in Stafford's practicing. I mean, six is obviously like a, a good number to capture, you know, versus five or nine or something like that. It, it is going to help you sometimes. Just seven so important. I think that's what I would be waiting for. Like, it is still like a really highly rated Dallas team in a home game. And it, where do you – it's funny because I said something at the end of the last hour when we were talking about this game. Like, the Cowboys' opponents are so polarized. It's similar to the Dolphins last week where, like, the Cowboys play the Niners, who maybe are the best team in the league, and they play the Niners when everybody was healthy, too. And, you know, the Niners throttle them. Like, does that tell you what this game is going to be like? Probably not. And then the Cowboys also play a bunch of teams that they could just absolutely bully, which is a word that you used the other week to describe them, which I I totally agree with. I love that word for them. Jets, Patriots, uh, Giants on, on week one. And it's like, okay, well, like, are the Rams that? Not really. Like the Rams are, are a better coach than some of those teams. They have a better offensive line, even though it's not great than some of those teams. Like Stafford, you would trust more than Matt Jones or Zach Wilson or some of these guys. So it's like, all right, they're kind of in the middle. Are they the most like the Chargers who played the Cowboys to like a really, really, really close one score game where either team could have won? Like, couldn't this just be the same thing? Right. Like, I, just, I think that's like kind of the interesting part of this game. Um, yes, but I would offer two differences. Number one, 
The Rams, issue number one, the Rams have a smarter coaching staff than the Chargers do. Not even, honestly, like, can we just get Brandon Staley to come back and be like McVay's defensive coordinator? And I know Raheem Morris is doing a job, a good job, but like, can we just get like, can we get Brandon Staley out of Los Angeles? Like, it's over. Like, it's all, yesterday was it. Like, he's done. It's just a matter of time. He's dead coach walking now. And the other difference that I would draw between the Rams and the Chargers, and I don't want this to come across as hot takey. I really don't. Because I think that one of the quarterbacks that I will reference here, I still think is really awesome. Like, who do you trust more in a big spot? And is it close? Matthew Stafford or Justin Herbert? Like, be honest. Right. And I'm going to even ask yeah. you that question, Ken. Our listeners and viewers, who do you trust more in a big spot? Matthew Stafford or Justin Herbert? I feel a poll about to pop on the screen or something. Uh, the uh, Yeah, I, I, I agree with both those things. Well, the, I mean, the McVeigh. Staley thing how do you how do you argue against that so yeah I think it's just uh you know what number do, it's, it sounds like you know like in the and I, I think this happens a lot for people that haven't listened to this handicap NFL a lot like you and I do the show, show so often and we talk about so many of the same things we'll both kind of be on the same side it'll just be like the maybe the number that we need to make a bet is a little different or do we think the team is live to win or do we just want to bet them against the spread but usually like the way the market is shaped we kind of both come to the same conclusion I think we both are like we would never bet Dallas at these numbers it's just like when to bet the Rams is it now for me it's probably more like seven like I would want the comfort of having seven be a push for me to make the bet versus my number and uh and we'll and we'll see what happens could also by the way I know Cup had like a, a Cup had a bad game because Puka Nakua had like an insanely good game. Uh, could could definitely see Cooper Cup like having a absolutely monster game in this game against this Dallas secondary with uh, with Trevon Diggs obviously out for the season. And to distill what Ken said about like some oh yeah like we come come to the same conclusion but maybe like it depends on the number. Uh, Ken's a lot more careful with how he bets and would like to get like the best of the number. Whereas whereas like. We get to Sunday and the game's about to start and I don't get the number I want, but I would still like to have action on the game. Hashtag spray the board. So, uh, yeah, we get to Sunday and Stafford's good and it's six and a half. You're damn right I'm going to bet the Rams. Uh, and I and I definitely agree with you on Cup. Um, like, Puka, we had Puka over yesterday. Like, I thought that was easy just because the number was so insane. It was like 61 and a half. Like, he, he, he deserves more respect than that. Also, like, 2-2 Atwell kind of, like, took a touchdown away from Cup and maybe that pass That was a crazy picked. play. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good play by Tutu. Hashtag, as our buddy Davis Maddox says, uh, hashtag short kings. Uh, Tutu Atwell, a short wow. king. Just, <laughs> nice. just like me. So absolutely love that from Tutu. Cup, Cup's uh, pretty short too, right? Cup's probably like 5'10". Oh, so he's like a, he's in the land, you know, he's off in the land of giants compared to some yeah. of the guys you're talking about. Well, two, yeah. Tutu's like 5'7", Tutu's like yeah, for sure. Um, also, the, uh, or or he's 6'2", as Tyler types. Cup is 6'2"? God, yeah. everybody in the NFL is impossibly big. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 There's no question about it. Uh, total in this game is 45 and a half. Feels a little low. But you know what? I'm going to resist the urge. <laughs> Talk well, more you know, about it later in the week. You want me to tell you why it's not low? Because if, if we end up doing totals today and like overs, there's so many bad red zone offenses right now. And you got the you got number one in this game for bad red zone Dallas, offenses. I, like this is a game where like Dallas gets inside the ten five times and gets three points. Like that's this kind of game, and that's how and that's how the Rams win. Yes, I I, I can't think wait. the Rams are going to win. Yeah, I don't know if I'm there that the Rams are definitely going to win, but like I'm I'm almost certainly going to bet them in the game. Like I'm almost definitely going to bet the Rams. Um, last thing, and then we'll go to Falcons Titans. Um, are you doing hashtag? Total Tuesdays, total work Tuesdays this week, or no? Or are you dispensing with that? I think NBA is back. I think I, I, I'm I'm trying to strip this whole thing down to just like, what do I really want to do? 
and what it what am i enjoying doing and i just like i just went back to like fundamentals like the spread talks that we would have on monday like create the numbers think about the teams using like a couple different ways and we'll talk about it we'll come up with some bets like i'm back to that and everything else is off to the side especially because nba is about to come in and be kind of front and center Sounds good. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Magnificent Football Monday. We're doing our early handicap here of Week 8 in the National Football League. Why do we do this on a Monday? Because we're trying to get ahead of the market. Uh, we're not just showing up on Friday and giving you all our bets for games. We're going to talk about our process, try to get ahead, get the best of the number, and get you, our listener, our viewer, ready to bet and win this weekend, hopefully, on the National Football League. All right, so we've touched on the Bills and the Bucks on Thursday, the Cowboys and the Rams on Sunday. Another game coming up on Sunday afternoon will be... In the Music City, where, I don't know if you saw this, but the Titans will be wearing the Houston Oiler throwback uniforms in this game, which are, like, made one of the most badass uniforms in the history of the NFL. Like, the Eagles' Kelly Green uniforms that they wore on Sunday night against the Dolphins are amazing. I'm not a huge fan of, like, the Bucks creamsicle uniforms, but I can see, like, the appeal and why people like it. Let's be honest. The Oilers' old uniforms were, like, the best uniforms in the NFL at that time. I, I can't wait to see how they're going to look coming up on Sunday. Also, I would never bet them in this game, at this number at least. Um, and maybe I'll blow my top about Arthur Smith in a second here. But uh, the Falcons currently will visit Tennessee. Atlanta coming off yet another, like, young way coup, like, field goal at the end of the game to escape by the skin of their teeth. Beat the Bucks 16-13. Arthur Smith after the game, like, I don't want to hear any Desmond Ritter criticism. He's a hashtag winner. Like, I, I hate this guy so much. Oh, my much. God. I, I, dude, <laughs> I, I didn't I, hear I, that quote. Yeah, oh he's God. like, yeah. Like, everyone wants to criticize Desmond Ritter. How about we just went on the road and won a game? He's a winner. He's tough. He's scrappy. He sounds like every, like, like egg avatar moron on Twitter or X or whatever they're calling it today. I despise him. Maybe he's a nice guy in real life, but I can't stand him in, like, in this role as Falcons head coach. Also, his mustache is dumb. Uh, the Falcons are about, what, like a one-and-a-half or a two-point road favorite in Tennessee. Yep. The total is 36-and-a-half. Ian Rappaport yesterday on Sunday, Ken, tweeting this out, that Ryan Tannehill, and remember, we haven't seen the Titans. They're coming off their bye since the London game um, against Baltimore, and Tannehill left that game with an ankle injury. Um, Ian Rappaport tweeting that Tannehill is unlikely to play in this game on Sunday. High ankle sprain, which is like for a skill position player, is like death. Not actual literal death, but like you're out for a while and like you're compromised for a long time. For quarterbacks can play with it. It just hampers their mobility, which is one of like Tannehill's best assets. But I think we can pretty confidently say that it'll be either Malik Willis or the second-round rookie quarterback from this year, Will Levis. We'll love it at Levis. I think it'll probably be Willis, but I'm. But who knows? Maybe it's Levis. But I think it probably is not going to be Tannehill. I think we can probably confidently have that discussion. What do you think here? Pen, pencil, blood, or blank? Falcons favored by less than three on the road at Tennessee, who also earlier today trade Kevin Byer, their star safety, to the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe a sign of more trades to come. Yeah, this is really interesting because uh, I feel like I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like I'm like more focused today. I feel good. Uh, I didn't. I really slept poorly on Saturday night because I was watching golf from Japan until like midnight or one a.m. in bed. And I was like, yesterday was brain was totally fried. I feel pretty good today. Uh, this market is going to get really interesting because the Titans trade Kevin Byard, and you did a great job pointing out in the first hour, like he's a really good player. This makes a lot of sense for the Eagles. Like he can help them. And then, but your last thing was not that it impacts this game on Sunday, but like he's a really like helpful player for the. Because like, let's be honest, we see injury reports all the time. You know, how many times have we seen even like a good secondary player out? And it's like, well, the market's kind of like indifferent to the fact that that player's out, uh, especially if he's the only player at his position who's going to miss the game. So they trade Bayard, 
and there are there's hints that they might trade other players and the falcons are getting bet in the market right now like i, I know mgm's laying showing one and a half on the screen everywhere else is two and the first two and a half has just appeared and that's really interesting to me because is this going to be a situation where like our expectation of what the titans are going to do is blinding us to the fact that this is desmond ritter as a road favorite against a well-coached team like that's pretty interesting and the idea that like this is i think my biggest miss yesterday was not betting the bears and it's not that they won like they could have won by two or going away or they could have lost but like that was josh mcdaniels two and a half josh mcdaniels and brian hoyer two and a half on the road like it i don't even think it mattered who the other team was and as the game's going on i just go how did i not land on the bears like there was just so much noise around both quarterbacks that i think i was like i don't want to bet the game like i just don't want to bet the side of the game and like i don't want that to happen to me in this game where everyone's like oh titan's gonna sell and it cool over the course of the season they may bottom out a little bit more like at the end of the year maybe they lose a couple games they're not supposed to uh they're you know maybe like to you know maybe they'll field levis like they'll start him at the end of the year and lose a few games something like that but in this game like we're getting really close to like the falcons are going to be two and a half three which is again desmond ritter oh so here's a fun question if malik willis starts the titans unquestionably have the better coach in the game and i would argue we don't know who the better quarterback in the game is because Desmond Ritter's that bad. Like, he can't be better than anybody. It's not possible. Like, he can't be better than anyone who plays. So, like, maybe Willis is worse, or maybe they're both bad and the Titans are way better coached, and you get them two and a half at home off a bye. Like, that's pretty crazy. So, I wonder if this, like, feeling about Tennessee that they're circling the drain is going to cause this market. It already is. You can see it on the screen. It's, like, causing Atlanta to get bet out. Did anybody who watched that game yesterday think come away thinking Atlanta's good and should be a road favorite against a team? Anybody feel that way coming off that game? I didn't. I feel like they suck, actually. I think they're terrible. And so, like, I, I think I'm going to really be on Tennessee here, but, like, wait. Like, let's wait this thing out. Like, maybe get a three out of it, which would be really nuts. Um. So let's, let's have a point spread conversation here. And, like, we could, listen... Hard to disagree with anything you said, because I think Ritter stinks, and I think Arthur Smith stinks, and I love Mike Vrabel, and like if it's three, then definitely. But I said to you off-air, and I think this is a question worth asking, if Malik Willis is going to be the quarterback, and look like, maybe Willis is good, and to your point, like, we don't know if Willis is definitely bad, and like, I think we're reasonably confident that Ritter is definitely bad. I, if we, If it's Malik Willis... Don't the Falcons have to be three in this game? It doesn't, isn't like the right spread three in the game, like Atlanta minus three. And then ergo, like is Atlanta worth betting now if we think that's where it's going? And and you're right with what like the subjective handicap. That's what's kind of tripping me up a little bit here is I, and I hate the Falcons. I kind of think they should be three in the game if Malik Willis is going to be the quarterback. I know that's I'm not placing a bet now, but just like, that's kind of how I feel. Like, I, how is this not three if like the Titans announce on Wednesday, Malik Willis is starting on Sunday? I don't know. Uh, on field wise, just something that you bring up all the time. I don't do a lot of on field stuff. I mean, the Titans' incredible weakness is their inability to stop the pass, and they're really good at stopping the run. You're gonna need you're gonna need Ritter to like do stuff in this game for them to win. Like hashtag, hashtag do, do stuff. Do, <laughs> nice, and, well done. And like well done. and like on the road against a well coached team, I I just thinking about the game in the break and like what's happening with them and the market moving. Like if if I need Ritter to like make a big time throws to cover a road favorite number. 
I'm out. I'm out at any number. So it's maybe it's not Tennessee, but it's definitely not Atlanta, and it's definitely Tennessee at three. Now for me, it's like, is it like tease the Titans? Is it Titans at two or two and a half? I think you might have just talked me out of Atlanta because you made a really good point. <laughs> so we'll talk more about this game on you the other side. You need to throw the, the ball. Atlanta. Yeah, then we'll talk more about it on the other side with the Falcons and the Titans, and then we'll talk about the Colts and the Saints next Sunday in Indianapolis. For first place in the division and a victory in Tampa Bay, Young Way Koo from 51. The kick, it's up, it's out, it's through! Time expires! At the buzzer, the Falcons win it by three. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. That's the voice of the Atlanta Falcons, only kind of sort of getting Chris Myers. So I think like, but like Fox has a Falcons game. Do you think like Fox has a Falcons game and like they call Chris Myers and they're like, hey, Chris, here's your assignment for this week. He's like, oh, I already know. I booked my, I already booked my travel to Tennessee. I'll be there. Right. He's like, I got the Falcons schedule up on my wall. (laughs) I just, I I just booked my travel. I just go through the schedule game by game. I'm good. Like, can we like, can we like go back and I think he's called all three of like the young Wake who winners this year. It's like, what what was the call there? Like it's it's up, it's up, it's, it's something, out. it's through. It's up, it's up, it's, it's out, out it's, it's through. through. Yeah, what does that mean? It's, it's out. up, it's out, it's through. Like it didn't get yeah, blocked. It's, it's like out. Yeah, it's not good. But like also, also it's like, also it's it's not radio. Like I can, like like when Miles Garrett like it's jumped up. over the, the line ball and blocked is going the kick. The air. It's like <laughs> it's like, it like, like when Miles Garrett. When Garrett jumped over the line to block a kick, like I saw it, like I would see if it were blocked. It's like the kick is up; it did not get blocked, and it's good. No. Yes, thank you. It's yes. not. It's it's not up, and it's not out with Miles Garrett. Uh, okay, so let's well, Jake, bring the music up here just a little bit more on the uh, the Falcons and the Titans. Uh, I thought Ken made a really great point at the at the end of the last segment, which was, "Hey, you're gonna need uh you need Desmond Ritter to maybe win this game, throwing them." It's almost like I don't care who's on the other side. I I, I don't think I want to bet on that. I don't think I ever want to bet on it. More Let two me and create a, half a scenario right for you. Even more two and a half now in this game on the board right now. Okay, I um I texted some people in the league. Hashtag people in the league. Hashtag people that would know, and I was told by all of them. This does, I'm not reporting anything. Nothing could happen or something could happen. Also, into I follow my intuition would tell you that this is the case of the Titans traded Kevin Byard. Uh, Derrick Henry's on the trade market. I am not reporting he's going to be dealt. He could stay, he could finish his career in Tennessee. Let's say that some, they could also trade him next Monday after the game. The trade deadline's not until Tuesday, next Tuesday on Halloween. Let's say this week, the Titans trade Derrick Henry. And, like, Ty J. Spears becomes the running back. It's not even a conversation about that. What do you think happens to the betting market, and what would you want to do if Derrick Henry did get traded? Well, look at where the market's already going. Sort of, like, people buying the buying the rumor that the Titans are kind of packing it in a little bit. Well, they traded Kevin Byard. All these guys are on the market. Number moving. And it's this. I don't think this was by accident. Like, it didn't go one, two, two and a half at 4.15 on Monday afternoon for fun because someone was just interested like i think it's because of these reports and maybe people think that either henry's going to get traded he's not going to play or the buyer trade just signals the team's intentions and boy when we start assuming uh that can create some really interesting more i was going to do that makes an ass out of you and me but it doesn't because we're going to be betting we're going to be betting the titans in the game um he gets traded let's say henry gets traded i don't even i mean 
minimum like juice three Atlanta, but maybe more. Let's call it three juice to Atlanta. Tennessee money line so fast. It just I and I I'd, I'd hit the button and I would just like take a deep breath and I'd be totally at peace with like anything that I'd like. Again, I get I get the like. Did anybody watch Desmond Ritter yesterday? <laughs> like I just this this is where I just go. Like, and to your point, you're like, well, doesn't the number have to be this implying that, like, the market is moving toward the right number? And, like, you can be right. And at the same time, like, this is Josh McDaniels against Tyson Bajant, where it's like, yeah, like, that should be the number. Also, now McDaniels is a road favorite with a backup quarterback. Like, was he ever going to win that game? Like, that's, this is where I just go, like, man, like, let's just simplify it a little bit here. <laughs> like, Ritter minus two and a half on the road against a really good coach. A really good coach. And maybe Malik Willis isn't great, but like the Titans can definitely win the game anyway, even if he's not that good. Ritter can't throw the ball. What do I care if Malik Willis can't throw the ball? He's at home. So I, I don't know. The, the teasing part of it, maybe not because Malik Willis is such an unknown quantity. Like, do you really want to like tease that to not be a blowout? Also, does Atlanta ever blow anyone out like in any game ever would be another question. So I, I think, again, like as we go through each game, clearly on one side and never the other right now. And for me, that's Tennessee. And, and I'm speculating here. Hashtag speculating. Um, I think it could just as easily be Will Levis as it is Malik Willis because they went through their bye. They probably know, like you think, like the Titans yeah. know whether or not Tannehill's playing, and they're probably. You think that's for what this while. is? Um, if it's Levis, what do we think the number is? I, I, I don't think know he how sticks. like you could, but I mean, I right. don't think people think Malik Willis is good either. I think their rating is probably the same. Is my guess? Oh, I don't. I mean, I don't. I honestly, I don't have. I would be more this. bullish like, on know. Levis. I would be more bullish oh, really? on Levis. Also, but like the Titans told you what they thought about Malik Willis when they drafted Levis right. in the second round. And I understand that like Willis played better in training camp in the preseason and like won the backup job. But like if the Titans liked Malik Willis, they wouldn't have drafted Will Levis in the second round. It's true. Like, or they at least don't think Willis is like a long-term solution. They definitely don't think that. Like, but it's just you know, in a one-week plug-and-play kind of a thing. Is it is it him for now? Man, it's so interesting. They're coming off their buy. Like, yeah, it could be Levis. You want? I wonder if that's the that's part of the movement too. Is there's? I mean, there have to be. I'm not saying there are people out there that like Malik Willis, but like, I'm sure there are plenty of people that don't like Will Levis and like don't think he's capable. And besides, I mean, we've already had a couple data points with rookies this year that were really. I mean, DTR. Aiden O'Connell, like we see this stuff sometimes. It's like you almost take CJ Stroud for granted sometimes because you see what it looks like when a rookie's really not ready. When I mean, he's really, I mean, Bryce Young the first few weeks, the number one pick in the draft. So um, that's really interesting as just like a reason for the market to move also. And, uh, I, but I think if you like Tennessee, which I do in the game, and it's just determining when, I think this is like wait until the last possible. It, how, how could it not be wait until the last possible second? All the noise in the game, all the things being said are all anti-Tennessee, they're trading, they're tanking, they're on, like, that's, that's, it's either going to keep the market stable or it's going to push it toward Atlanta. So if you like Tennessee, I, I think this is a, a wait for it, like, almost no matter what. Can I, uh, can I give, can I give a minute here on, like, the B. John Robinson thing from yesterday? Yeah, yeah we'll I know you've been, like, you've been bottling this up for about 24 hours now. Let it, let it, uh, let Jay it go. Jay, can you bring the music down for a second, and then we'll go to the Colts and the Saints um, in a moment here. We'll talk about that game, and then we'll do the Dolphins and Patriots, and a lot of fun games to discuss here. Just like on the Bijan Robinson situation yesterday, and for people that missed it, um, Bijan did not appear on the injury report, uh, and then barely plays in the game. Has one carry for three yards. Arthur Smith kind of like does like his like gruff routine, and like he's kind of like 
I know he does, like, he's on McAfee every week, and he's kind of, like, presented as this everyman with the stupid mustache. He's kind of, like, really rude and condescending to reporters in Atlanta, and I'm not even saying that I necessarily care about that, just that, like, this is his shtick, is that he's condescending, and he's smarter than you, and he's better than you, and he doesn't feel like he owes anybody an answer. And he basically, like, kind of, like, was making stuff up as he went along, said to Christina Pink at halftime, yeah, like, you know, he's not feeling well, I'll have a better answer for you tomorrow. Like, you're the head coach of the team, dude. Like, the buck's supposed to stop with you. So, just to be clear here, like, I don't care. Coaches can do whatever they want during the game. Like, the Vikings could play a game, and Kevin O'Connell could make the decision, I'm not going to play Justin Jefferson today. Because either we think not playing him gives us a better chance to win, or it's disciplinary. Coaches can do whatever they want. And I'm willing to live with those consequences, like when the game is played. But for people like me, and like you, the listener and viewer, who bet on games, and who love to bet, and we love fantasy football, and we love daily fantasy. And we are like, a large portion of the population of people that like love the National Football League. And we spend lots of time thinking about this stuff and devoting a lot of time to it, time and energy. And it's something that's really fun for us, right? Like, it's one of my favorite things in life is betting and fantasy and props. And I love fantasy football. Like, I love all this stuff. And I draft B. John Robinson in my fantasy leagues. And people out there, you can disagree with me, and you can think I'm a, I'm a nerd, and you're probably right, and I'm totally okay with you calling me that like, oh, you're soft, like whatever. The Falcons don't have to care about your fantasy team. You're right. They don't. I'm not insinuating that Arthur Smith needs to make decisions based on where I took Bijan Robinson in my fantasy draft or who bet his rushing yards over or who bet him to score an anytime touchdown. But what the Falcons did was break one of the rules of the National Football League. They're circumventing the, the injury report, a report where you are supposed to say whether a player is injured or not. So when Bijan Robinson tells the media, I woke up on Sunday morning and on Saturday night I started to feel it and I didn't really feel myself. I didn't feel like myself. Like, the Falcons are required to report that to the media. They are required to report it. So let's say that like 1145, you know, Adam Schefter tweets, Mike Garofolo, Tom Pelissero tweets, Bijan Robinson is sick. The fact like they don't know how much he's gonna get used in the game today. Okay, now the decision is incumbent on me, like like the the like the, the person who's managing the team or is making the prop bets or doing the DFS lineup. Now I can make the decision and say, okay, like what do I think's gonna happen? And then I can live with whatever happens in the game because I have been presented with the information. But like to not get the information and to have the game start and for this bozo Arthur Smith to say, Oh yeah, I just didn't feel well, we'll have more for you tomorrow. Like, hey buddy. Like, you don't have to care about fantasy football and care about my bets, but you do have to fill out an injury report. Like, this is pretty flagrant what they did yesterday. And yeah, like, it is personal for me because it screwed me in a couple fantasy leagues. I know it screwed a lot of people yesterday. Like, no one's saying that anyone has to make decisions based on, like, what people bet in games. No, if you are saying that, you're way off base. But, like, can we at least get the information? Can you at least report that the guy is sick? Can we get that before the game starts? So we're not wondering two series into the game why are why is Cordero Patterson running ahead of Bijan? Why is Tyler Algier getting all the cash? What's happening here? Like they literally broke the rules, and like you're gonna run all these betting commercials during the games. Like you have to be upfront with this kind of stuff. So again, no, it, they can do whatever they want when the game starts, but you gotta report what's happening before the game starts. That's ridiculous by the Atlanta Falcons and that clown Arthur Smith. All right, I'm good. Great. Yeah. All right. So Brought you to you by Faith BetMGM, music back up here. Yeah. Right. Say that again. What? Brought to you by BetMGM, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I uh, encourage you to bet all your Bijan props there. Maybe do you? Uh, 
do, do you do you disagree? Does that like like does anyone anyone on play? I, I would love to know if someone disagrees with me. Like, am I am I off base here with what I'm saying? No, as somebody who like bets and plays fantasy, you just want you want to know if like who's playing and who's not playing, and then you get to decide what it is. As a better who like loves to loves to acquire inside information if it exists, like I'm thinking to myself like man. I wonder if I ever could have known that he was sick before the game and just jammed stuff. <laughs> but, like, but no, just but no one knew. Gone crazy. Well, somebody no one knew, knew. But like his family probably like they, knew. Yeah. The Falcons right. knew. Nobody knew. No one knew. Well, the, and by the way, by the way, if the Falcons knew, I wonder if somebody out somebody out there might have got rich on this. Like somebody out there might have actually made some money on this. If the Falcons uh, knew, well, well, it wasn't me. So. Unfortunately, that's the whole point. I, and like, yeah, I, and I'm, like, I'm with you with like the openness of information. This is one of the things about college sports. That's inc like if you try to like, let's say you bet the NFL and you're like, oh, this is really fun. I'm going to bet college football, the inevitable roadblock that you'll run into. And one thing you'll actually appreciate a little bit is how public and how complete the NFL injury reports are versus what college football is, which is like the Wild West. Every team's got six quarterbacks, seven of the, you know, seven running backs are hurt. The three offensive linemen are suspended, but we're not sure how long. Nobody knows what any player is worth beyond like five, the first five players. Like, it's just all a mess and it's a fun mess, but it's a mess. And the NFL has all kinds of things that make it really difficult to bet, but that's not one of them. You do know who's hurt and you do know whether they practiced and it's all very public and it's out there. It's just one of the big differences between the two sports with college basketball starting in a couple weeks. Like, I, just like, the amount of times where it's like, hey, uh, like, I got a note from somebody last year. Hey, I just got an order for 200000 on Cal Bakersfield. Do you know what's going on? N no. But I bet something's going on. <laughs> but, but I bet but I bet it's I bet COVID outbreak. I don't know. I bet it's something. Just, uh, yeah, you just, you the, the value of information and how easily it is to acquire in the NFL where injury reports are public and in other sports where that's not the case. It is definitely like a big difference between the two. And I have, I have no information. I'm not reporting anything. I feel like something's up with this Bijan situation that's like not being reported oh. yet, and maybe it'll come to light. I feel like, like how maybe could like it not he, be? Maybe like he complained about like not being the full time guy, something like that. I don't. I I don't. It just it feels like very implausible that like this is what it is. That like he's got a headache and he can't play in the game and they didn't report it and then the game starts and then like they put him in on the final drive of the game and he had a carry for three yards like these really that's like also can we just like this was a really high leverage important game for the Falcons. So he was he was healthy enough to play at the end of the game when the game was tied at 13 and a division game on the road that you have to win. But he wasn't healthy enough to play before like something like none of this adds up or makes sense like something's happening here. I don't know what it is. Okay. I'm not even saying it really impacts like betting by anything like that. I just think like this story, I don't know. I feel like there's well, going to be more that comes out here. That does it doesn't impact betting. He ain't, he ain't winning offensive rookie of the year. He was no. four to one. Now he's thirty to one. He ain't winning. Yeah, he should be nine million to one. And I hate his head coach. Anyway, uh, the Colts and the Saints are playing on Sunday. We talked about this game this past Friday after the Saints lost to the Jaguars on Thursday. And lo and behold, uh, the point spread is exactly where we thought it would be. It's a DJ game. Hashtag on the ones and twos. Indianapolis is a one-point favorite at home against the Saints. The total is 43 and a half. Indy, like a bad luck loser yesterday to Cleveland. On one of the worst pass interference calls you've ever seen. P.J. Walker threw the ball into the ninth row and they called P.I. And then Kareem Hunt ends up rushing in a touchdown. And the Browns end up winning by one. Uh, give us a couple thoughts thoughts on this game and we'll do it on the other side to start the next segment. 
Well, I mean, yeah, you're looking for the horseshoe team this year. Like, it's the Browns. Like, they beat the Niners. Like, Walker has the fumble out of his hand. They call it an incomplete pass. You have that call with the pass interference against the Colts. Like, a really high leverage game for both teams where it's going to be really difficult for the Colts to make the playoffs. And now the Browns are not in, but, like, very, very likely to, to be close to a wild card spot. Like, they're going to be in the mix for that. Uh, this game is really straightforward. Like, it's never the Saints. It's Dennis Allen and Derek Carr on the road. It's just like, do I bet the Colts or not? Right now, the answer is no, but we can go through some of the reasoning. And we'll talk about it on the other side. And maybe, is this another hashtag, Shane Steichen over? We'll talk about that and more coming up next. You better, you bet. On second down, he fakes the Taylor. Fires over the middle, completes. Pittman, Pittman breaking free. Pittman, Colts retake the lead. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. My fellow Greek, my fellow Fordham Ram, the great Spiro Adidas on the call yesterday. One of the game of the years in the National Football League, which of course is the, the P.J. Walker-led Cleveland Browns against the, uh, the Gardner Minshew-led Indianapolis Colts. The Browns win that game 39-38. We will get to the Dolphins and the Patriots in a game that is breaking my brain coming up in moments. We'll get to uh, my Giants against the Jets in a game that will break my soul probably on Sunday. Next hour, we'll be joined by Drew Dinsick, the whale camper, giving us all his plays for Week 8 in the NFL and his plays for Monday Night Football. All of our bets for tonight, hockey, baseball, and Niners and Vikings, power hour, final hour of the show. But for now, we continue our handicap of Week 8 with P-squared, B-squared. Jake, please fade the music back up. And uh, Ken, you were saying, going to break, that uh, this is indie or nothing for you. It's never Derek Carr. It's never Dennis Allen or... Derek Allen, the combination of both, on the road here at a small number. So do you think you'll end up betting the Colts? Like, what's your overall strategy here? India, one-point home favor right now against New Orleans. It, it has to be to pass the game. And it's, this is going to sound really stupid, but, like, <clears throat> like, I'm supposed to bet the Saints in this game, I think. Um, and I'll explain what I mean. There's, there's almost no way I could get to Minshew minus one against the Saints the way the Saints have been rated so far this year. I mean, the Saints just played against Jacksonville, and I know Lawrence was hurt, but like even if you use the opener from when he was not hurt, you still don't get to this number in that game. But with like how the Saints should be rated, like they're they're playing a less than field goal game against a playoff team that's going to win their division, and now they're a dog to Shane Steichen and Gardner Minshew. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, the problem is, is like even if I identify that. And I think I'm right. Like, I, I think that this is like an overreaction to the Saints and, and kind of like how they've kind of imploded and the red zone and everything. It still means that I need Derek Carr and Dennis Allen to win a road game. So like another team that had gone through the couple weeks that the Saints had gone through, like tough losses or, you know, like questions about the offense. We still don't know, by the way, whether Carr is healthy in this game, which is going to be an important note. Hurt his groin. And I'm not saying that Jameis Winston's a big drop off, but like that could also be what's happening here. It just... It's set up where, like, the Saints are probably valuable, but, like, they're not a normal team. They're a really, really dysfunctionally coached team, and I just, like, can't make that bet. So, like, that's what I mean when I say, like, it would only be the Colts because, like, I want to be against teams like that at small spread numbers where they just have to win. But, like, make no mistake, like, the Saints, like, rating is, this is, like, a weird number for them, like, the way they've been rated in the other games they played this year. So I wouldn't blame people for saying, like, you know what? Like, I'm going to bet this. Like, I'm just going to bet the Saints. Like, I don't think this can be that. And I I totally would understand that. The coach-quarterback tandem is the worst, so I won't be doing it. But, like, I, I understand how someone could come to that conclusion. 
My hashtag Nick's number. Uh, I have the Saints a small favorite in the game, but I would never, I would never make the bet. I don't, I don't want to bet on Derek Carr and Dennis Allen with Shane Steichen on the other side, even with Gardner Minshew. Um, so I think this is probably a pass for me also because, like you said, like if I'm making bets based on hey, I think this number is valuable, like I should probably bet New Orleans plus one, but I don't want to do that. You have to. Um, There's like no debate, by the way. If you make bet, if you if it's like I make the game this and it's this, like I you you're never gonna make the Colts more than one in the game. You're never even gonna make them one. In, I don't know how you would make them one in the game. Like my number Saints two and a half like i just i I think that's where we are but like but just like okay so like that means i'm gonna put the bet in on car allen on the road like i'm gonna do that and cool like if the saints end up like you know win this game by a field goal one of their dumb wins like they've had many of this season uh okay great i just like i you know just doesn't seem like a place where i want to put in a bet so like i you know if it was Put it this way, if, if I if we got the number I, I thought we might get, like, cars healthy, let's say they beat Jacksonville. Like, man, do you ever get this bet out to Saints 3 in the game? Like, do you ever get that cars healthy and they just come off the win? Maybe. Like, maybe. The Saints opened a favorite in this game. Um, and then it would be, like, Colts, and you'd play the number that way, and you get three. Okay, great. But now I don't think we're going to have anything to do. I guess um, the last question on this game, and then we'll go to Dolphins-Patriots. And I don't think it's going to happen based on the conversation we just had. But maybe like maybe like you know um, pessimism about cars, data, whatever. Uh, if the Colts go up to one and a half, do we have to have a conversation about teasing New yeah. Orleans through seven? No, no, no. We don't, we don't have to have a conversation. Like we're going to tease them if it gets to one yeah. and a half. To like, like this is have, this yeah, is a close game. Yeah. The Colts are probably going to win yeah. this game by like me honestly maybe by less than three. Maybe they win by like two or like, one. Like. It, <laughs> I, and uh, I'll, I'll put I'll, another way to frame this. I honestly, I, this is going to be really dumb, but like I do feel this way, so whatever. I'll just say what I think. Uh, if you like either side in this game, I would consider like bet them to win by one to six points instead, and just take like a big price on it. Like I, it, the, like the the Saints are going to go to Indianapolis. They're going to win by thirteen. Really? Like you watch this team all year? Like they don't do that. Like they just don't do that. They don't play games like that. So you know, like even if you like the Saints, like I don't think they're blowing anybody out in the game. Um, Best guess is like, you know, Saints win an incredibly close game, but I would never be confident enough to bet it at this number. Uh, I lied. This is the last question. Shane Uh-oh. Steichen overs. 43 and a half. So this is going to be an interesting styles clash because the Colts play so fast and run so many plays. And then yep. here's like Derek Carr in the Saints offense. So it's got a yep. little like irresistible force, a movable object. Would you want to just, like, you look at the total less than 44, like anything you'd want to do here, and this can be a quick answer if you want, and we can move on. I just wanted to bring up, I mean, just, we really got off, we really got off this trend at the wrong time, let me tell you. Uh, Final totals in all of the Shane Steichen games this year, uh, total points, 52, 51, 41 at Baltimore in the rain, 52, 39 home against Tennessee. That was the game that was like, turns you into the Joker if you bet the over in the game. Uh, 57, 77. Like those are the numbers in all the Steichen games. The total this Sunday is 43 and a half. I will say as bad, like teams aren't the same the whole year. I think we see that with a couple of units right now. They're like kind of like Denver's defense playing a little bit better right now than they played the first couple weeks of the year. Like teams turn the corner a little. They never play the same the entire season. It's just too long of a season. You have injuries, te- you know, play bad for a few weeks. You end up playing good, play good. You end up playing bad. Um, did the Saints offense like maybe figure anything out against Jacksonville and score a little bit more and like have extra time? Like, yeah. Like, I actually think you might be onto something with the, I can't believe we're going to bet it over the way the season's going with, like, total scoring. But this would be it. 
like a, a Steichen game and like can the Saints red zone offense be as bad as it's been forever or at some point does it just get better organically I'm glad you asked that question the other questions yeah, I don't I, really care about but that one was a good I, one yeah. honestly like I, I had said like the Dolphins Patriots game breaks my brain I think any conversation about trying to figure out what the Saints offense is going to do also breaks yeah. my brain so that's no I think we're we'll, on something though under 44 too like the total's 43 and a half right now Steichen over indoors Saints extra rest like you like they're so dumb it's not going to be great but like the offense could be marginally better like it really could if it was Jameis maybe about the over for sure if it's Jameis the total should be like 64 and I'd bet the right. over I'm kidding <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating <laughs> Uh, well, we will we'll readdress this later in the week. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Magnificent Football Monday handicapping week eight in the National Football League. We'll give you all our bets for tonight coming up in the final hour, the power hour of the show. Uh, I'm a little upset with myself because am I? Actually, I think I am a little bit. I think I may have missed an opportunity to bet this game and this game being the Patriots and the Dolphins. Um, I look at the spread this morning and it's Dolphins minus ten and a half. And I think, OK, like probably valuable number with the Patriots. I'm going to wait a little bit, think about it a little bit more. And then before the show, I look again and it's 10. Uh, so the opportunity is now gone. Maybe it'll come back, uh, but to bet the Patriots. Uh, Miami loses on Sunday Night Football to the Eagles. And honestly, to everyone last week, basically everyone except for me that came on the show and like the Eagles, good on you guys, Ken, including you, like great handicap. You guys were right. I was way wrong on the game and it played out pretty much exactly how everyone said it was going to. Uh, so Miami kind of got bossed and out by a team that is better in the trenches than they are. And maybe Miami will be a little bit different when they get the line healthy and they have Ramsey and Xavier Howard both healthy at the cornerback position. So let's see what the injury report looks like this week. And they take on a Patriots team. That, you know, the book on the Patriots, Ken, the last couple of years has been when they step up in competition, they get absolutely throttled. Yep. Well, they were eight, eight, seven and a half point home dogs yesterday and one outright against the Buffalo Bills. So I kind of like don't know like what to do or think here. Uh, Dolphins, a 10 point favorite at home against the Patriots. These this will um, finish the season series. Miami beat them on the road in week two on Sunday Night Football and covered the spread. Total is 46 and a half. Uh, anything you want to do here with the Dolphins and the Patriots? Uh, it's not that this spread is is wrong or not what it should be, like not where I thought it would be. I thought it would be a huge number. Uh, it's just really funny how like very quickly, like in a matter of weeks, like four or five weeks, I mean, the Dolphins closed like a one-point road favorite in Foxborough in that Sunday night game. Now they were a little beat up injury-wise. They're a little beat up injury-wise right now. And uh, it's crazy to see how just like with a little more information, a, li a few more games how completely aggressively like a, a point spread can turn in a rematch game where like what they were like the dolphins were one on the road and they're 10 at home and it's like well is that wrong and be like i don't know <laughs> like i have no idea uh this this game i think we both looked at it and thought the same thing which is like maybe new england but like really like i don't know uh can they score enough in the game like obviously they've you know the way that they beat Buffalo is like Buffalo's offense was absolutely miserable, but the Patriots still like struggle to move the ball. They settle for field goals when they're not supposed to like explosive plays are still pretty difficult and occur by like the slowest humans you could imagine just catching the ball in space with no one around. Like that's how they ended up generating their explosive plays. <clears throat> Can they do that in this game? And my answer is like, maybe because the Dolphins defense is really, really bad. Like, it just is. It's terrible right now. And, like, they have some pass rush. Like, they were able to do a couple things against Jalen Hurts and the Dolphins, a couple guys who had good games, and the Eagles, a couple guys who had good games. But, like, they just give up a ton of yards to everybody. And that wasn't unique to last night. It's one of the reasons why I like the Eagles so much. 
can the Patriots offense do enough to keep this game? I don't know the answer. Like, I really, I really don't know. Also, just a couple questions to ask. Uh, what's the injury report like on defense for the Dolphins, who lost like three different starters during the course of the game, and Xavier Howard didn't play? It, is Jalen Waddle okay? Like what? Like what is a lot going on with Miami? I think bad. he's probably okay. But like probably. that's not. But def- it was not like heat pad. Yes. Yeah. Heat pad for an hour, and then like now he's back in, and now we're on the sideline. I mean, it's like rough, you know. Like it's a back injury. There's just a lot of things with Miami where I go, okay, maybe I don't bet the game, but like I don't think I would ever bet Miami at this number. I think it would be Patriots or nothing. I think this is going to be nothing. Just. I can't quite get there with New England being able to score in this game enough to cover this number. Like I, how much of what happened yesterday was Buffalo and them. You're getting them off of this like insane outright win where they're like their ratings should improve. Don't really like playing a dog off that kind of a game. I, I think maybe this number is just right. How many points do you think the Dolphins are going to score in the game? They scored 24 in week two. Let's say at least that number. Uh, I I, I kind of think this game... I want to talk about the total at some point later this week. It's under 47 right now at 46 and a half. Two hours down, two more to go. On the other side, P squared, B squared, the Jets and the Giants. You know, from the Meadowlands.